Welcome to the Build Your Own Table podcast. I'm your host, Nakia Gray, intellectual property attorney, business coach, author, wife, momager, and biz bestie. I know that creating and leveraging intellectual property is how the wealthiest people in the world acquired their wealth, and I believe it's how you should too. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring and motivating women, particularly women of color, to tap into their own creative genius and use it to create, protect, and monetize their intellectual property so they can build wealth through entrepreneurship. My guests and I are going to share our stories of how we got tired of waiting for someone to give us a seat at the table, so we built our own. If you're tired of shrinking to fit into spaces that weren't designed for you, you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Build Your Own Table podcast. I am your host, Nakia Gray, and I'm excited to share some really exciting news with you in this episode. And I'm also just going to clear up something. It's a There's a point of confusion that comes up a lot. I find myself getting this question um, over and over again, and I think that it's something that you will find to be helpful. Okay, so first, today, let's just talk about the difference between a trademark and a trade name and a DBA. Okay. So these are three things that a lot of times people use them interchangeably. They think they're the same thing, but they in fact are not. And let me explain to you why. So first we have a trademark. So when we say trademark, we are referring to a federally registered trademark, which is issued by the United States Patent and Trademark Office. A trademark is where you have the exclusive rights to a name, a slogan, a logo, a smell. Um, there's lots of different things that you can trademark. And so the, the real purpose of a trademark is so that consumers who see this product and or service, they know who is the source, okay? Where did it come from? Who did they get, who are they buying from? So I like to tell people that, you know, trademarks are something that, you know, we hear a lot about it as entrepreneurs. We use them. Certainly I have filed for trademarks. I file trademarks on behalf of my clients. And it's a great benefit for us as brand owners and as entrepreneurs to protect our brands. But you may be surprised or maybe you won't be surprised if you've heard me say this before, but trademarks aren't really about the brand. It's not really um, where their minds were when they created this for us, okay? Trademark law is actually birthed from consumer protection. Why? Because the government wants to make sure that consumers aren't tricked or duped into thinking that what they purchased or whoever they're interacting with is one brand and it's really someone else. So the greatest example I can give you is, you know, years ago, I don't even know if this is still the case, but years ago, we used to talk about Canal Street in New York, which is where you could go to get counterfeit luxury goods like, you know, Gucci bags, Louis Vuitton or whatever. And so the government issues trademarks because what they're trying to do is make sure that if you see that LV logo on a leather handbag, that you don't think that you are getting the Louis Vuitton um, European luxurious designer's handbag if you see it on Canal Street and it's $25 versus $2,500, okay? 
And so that is why they issue trademark a trademark to Louis Vuitton so that Louis Vuitton can stop people from taking their logo and putting it on their their thing. So a, a federally registered trademark um, is really the best, right? That's like, you know, the Bentley of protection because that's giving you the exclusive rights and you're able to, number one, stand out in the market, meaning no one else can use your name or your logo, your slogan, whatever it is that you're trademarking. Um, and that's a really um, strong protection. It's a very valuable protection. It is really a valuable asset that many people have within their intellectual property portfolio and within your company. Now, so let's talk about trade names though. A trade name, on the other hand, um, and another word for trade name is state trademarks, right? So we're, when we say registered trademark, we're talking about a federally registered trademark, which is giving you protection throughout the U.S. across state lines, okay? Now, at the state level, many states have what they call either a trade name or a state trademark. What is that, okay? That is protection of a name in your state. So if I have a name and I registered that name at as a trade name in my state, no one else can register that name. This, my friends, is not the same as a federally registered trademark for several reasons. When you have a trademark, the, the, a federally registered trademark, the test and the standard is consumer confusion. Will consumers be confused? That is not the case at the state level, okay? So changing um, a letter, you know, if, you're, if the name of your business is Cookie Corner and you, you're spelling it the traditional way with a C um, for cookie and a C for corner, but someone tries to trademark Cookie Corner with a K, they're going to have a problem. They're not going to be able to do that because it would cause, it would likely cause consumer confusion. But at the state level, they would be able to do that. It's, it is, it's literal. So if I have Cookie Corner that's spelled with a C, and you go to register cookie corner with a K, you're going to be able to do that. So that's a big, big difference. Okay. A huge difference that at the state level, you are not getting all of the protections that you would get at the federal level. Okay. Now, another name for state trademarks or trade names is a DBA. You may have heard this. I feel like this is the one that a lot of people are most familiar with. And DBA stands for doing business as. And so sometimes people come to me and they say, oh, I already have a trademark. I have a DBA. And, and it's like, no, you don't have a DBA. I mean, you have a DBA, you do not have a trademark. Okay. And so why do we file for a DBA? Again, you know, there are a lot of public policies around businesses and how businesses are able to do things that are beneficial to the business. But the primary purpose of the government is to protect the public and to protect consumers. Right. So the reason why we have DBAs is is so that if something goes wrong, a, a consumer knows who it is that they're doing business with and who should they go sue, okay? So if you have a DBA, you, if you, and, and a DBA could be a trade name, right? It's, it's the way that you show up um, to the public or how people are doing business with you, but it may not necessarily be the formal name of your business entity. And so we register trade names and sometimes state trademarks and sometimes DBAs. They're all kind of the same thing. They have a different name. The reason why we register those is so that even though I may show up online as this, 
the company that's behind it is another company. So if you have an issue and you need to file a lawsuit, that is who you would actually sue. So that is what, why we have DBA. Okay, so understanding the difference between all of those. And sometimes you may have a registered trademark, but you may in addition want to have a DBA or a state trademark or a trade name within your state so that you can be sure that you are making being very transparent to the public about the company that is behind that brand okay so i'm sharing all of that with you because i have a major announcement i am going through a major rebrand not major rebrand i shouldn't say major rebrand but i'm going through a rebrand so um given a little bit of the backstory so when i left a law firm i used to work in a law firm in 2015 i left that law firm and i started my business nakia gray legal pc and pc is just a suffix that stands for professional corporation that's a designation that we have here in maryland um, for corporations that are uh, for professional services so at that time i you know that was what i thought you know a lot of lawyers that were solo practitioners had a firm, law firm with their name so it made sense for me to have nakia gray legal well then in 2018 i expanded tremendously. I hired three lawyers. I hired paralegals. Like I had this whole staff and I said, wow, okay, we should probably change the name of the firm because it's not, I'm not a solo practitioner anymore. So I changed the name to Gray Legal PC. And that made sense at that time, right? Like I really felt like, okay, this is, you know, it's not just my name. It's Gray Legal. That's the name, you know, I want, wanted my last name on the door. So fast forward to now. At this stage, I have, have expanded more, right? And I've got, I've really built um, what I believe is a very signature um, state-of-the-art program in my Locked-in Lawyer membership and all of my Locked-in Lawyer products, right? And so in 2020, when I created Locked-in Lawyer, I filed to register a trademark for it because I knew that it was going to be something special that would have long legs, um, outside of me that would live on, right? It's it's, it's a great investment at, of I of intellectual property. So I created um, Locked and Lawyered, and I filed to register this trademark for it. And um, and since then, I've had many things like you know lots of my services. I have a Locked and Lawyered trademark package. I have my Locked and Lawyered shop at shoplockedandlawyered.com. That's where I sell all of my digital products and templates and courses and all of those things. And then I have this signature membership, which is really um, the focal point in my law firm at this point. And so as I was thinking <laughs> and going, you know, into this, um, you know, looking at my brand and I really think about like, what's the future of my business? And I really feel that now is the time for me to remove my name completely. And that is because it's more than Nakia, it's more than Gray, right? It, it, I am building a legacy that can live long beyond me. And so I have um, registered a trade name for the Locked and Lawyered firm. And that is how we're going to proceed going forward. So even though Gray Legal PC is not being dissolved, that is the entity, that is my legal entity, and I'm not changing that because I've got you know, good credit and <laughs> lots of great things, you know, years and years um, over, um, over, you know, millions of dollars of revenue that I have built over these years. So I'm not just going to throw that away, 
But in terms of how I show up, I really want to show up as this firm, right? And and so, um, and, and I'm being very strategic about putting all of the intellectual property pieces in place to continue to increase the value of this so that one day I can sell it, I can bring it on an investor, I can leave this to my family, and it is not, it, it can operate completely without me, right? And so, and that's a process, like, like that does, that's not something that just happens overnight. But I'm sharing that with you because I want you to think about that in terms of you and your business, right? So when I think about, you know, 20 years from now, am I still going to be holding, you know, this space? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe um, Locked In Lawyer will go on and be managed and owned by someone else. But the meat and potatoes of it, my vision, those are ironclad. And those are the pieces of intellectual property that I am strategically putting in place. So having the name, having the, the brand recognition, building that brand to a certain level, right? Like, so that's high on my list over this next five years is getting that brand to a certain level. And although it will probably always have some tie to me because it was my vision, right? Like I'm the one that birthed it. I do believe that in the future, it can, it will get to a place where it'll be, oh, Nakia Grace started it, but now it's owned by, you know, whoever, some other person. Um, and so that is um, my announcement. And so over the next couple of weeks, you will begin to see, we've got a new logo. We've got a new website that is coming. Um, we have um, just, we have totally revamped our Locked and membership and improved it. You know, we are doing so much behind the scenes to really build this brand into what I believe will be a long lasting multi-million dollar brand for many, many, many years, right? So this is just one step for me to check off of my on my list of the things that it takes to build a recognizable brand that has value. And, um, and so I want you to think about that, you know, even within your business, right? So you cannot be the most valuable asset in your company. And the reason, not forever, okay? So right now you may be, but you can't forever because the, that's not sustainable because you, as fabulous as you are, and I know you are, you aren't going to be here forever. And you, and, and it, tomorrow that could change, right? And so if, if, the, if the, all of the stock or all of the value in the company is in one person, one living person, that is a recipe for disaster. That is not the way that you build a sustainable business. Now, if you're not trying to build a sustainable business, that's totally fine, right? But you have to plan and strategically plan how you are going to build value in your company that's outside of you. And so really um, taking a look at the brand of the company and how that how you need to um, begin to let that company have its own brand. You're a part of it, right? Like Locked In Lawyer is a part of me. I birthed and then it came out of me. It's my child, right? I birthed it. But now there are there are other people that are so important to the success of this brand. And, and we're continuing to expand, right? Um, I am, you know, really looking at our organizational chart and our hiring plan over the next five years. 
And there will come a time very soon, very shortly, I would say it within the next three to five years where I am no longer the primary person. I am no longer the big fish, right? And that's, that's great. That's not a bad thing. That's a great thing because I am building something that I want to live outside of me. It's not all about me, right? And so, so that's why I'm doing it. So I have registered my trade name in the state of Maryland. And the way that, what that looks like is it is gray legal PC doing business as locked in lawyer, right? So if God forbid, I'm crossing my fingers, nobody ever needs to sue me. But if someone did need to sue me, that is who they would sue the entity because locked in lawyer is not an entity. It is a brand. And so it is a trade name. It is a federally registered trademark because I did trademark it um, right away, but it is not an entity. And so because that is, uh, that's important and legally, I want to make sure that I'm doing things the right way. Okay. So that is why I filed to register a trade name. I have a registered trademark. And then I also have an entity, my um, formal entity that my, of my company is Gray Legal PC. So you won't really see much about Gray Legal PC in, in, you know, in the public, but it is still the company that is behind the brand. Okay. And so um, the, the website is changing. Uh, so that's going to be Locked In Lawyer. The logo, oh my God, I cannot wait for you all to see all of this branding. I have invested a lot of money into getting this um, this brand to this next level. And it's exciting. It, it's exciting to see. It's exciting to kind of go through it and to see like where this has come from. You know, you may have heard me tell the story about how Locked In Lawyer was born, but Locked In Lawyer was not the first name <laughs> that I came up with. I actually had another name. It was Creative Council Collective. That is what I was um, planning when I was creating a membership. So I had this idea to to create a membership. I had been doing, when I first left the law firm in 2015, I started what, you know, my signature offer was what I I called back then a virtual general counsel. And so that was where um, entrepreneurs would pay me a monthly fee and I would handle all of their legal stuff for them. So their contracts, getting their entity together, uh, we would meet, we have meetings and all of this. And so it was a great model and I really, really liked it, but it, it wasn't enough and it needed some razzle dazzle because it's like, oh yeah, virtual general counsel, that ain't all that exciting. Like that from a branding perspective, it wasn't the right thing. So in 20, I want to say it was 2018. I think it was 2018. I, yes, it was 2018. I decided that I was going to give it like its own name, give it its own brand. And I came up with this name that I just adored called uh, Creative Council Collective. And so funny that now I laugh at that name, like, girl, that was really not the greatest name, but I thought it was at the time. And so I had an intern, I had a summer intern the summer of 2018. And one of her assignments was to do a trademark search for me for Creative Council Collective, because I knew that I wanted to trademark it. And so when I, uh, she did the trademark search, the trademark search came out fine. And she went back to school, you know, at the end of the summer and I didn't file the trademark application. I got busy. I kept putting it off and kept trying to, you know, make this perfect, trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to include in the monthly um, subscription and all of this stuff. So in January of 2019, I said, okay, this is the year I'm going to go ahead and file the trademark it. And I was about to file the trademark application. I said, wait, let me just make sure that this is still 
you know, available. Well, wouldn't you know that it was not, that someone else had trademarked it, not exactly uh, Creative Council Collective, but what they trademarked was definitely going to bar me from being able to trademark Creative Council Collective. And I was crushed. I was like, oh my goodness, maybe it's not meant to be like all upset. And I just kept brainstorming and trying to figure out, you know, what is it? What is this going to be? I don't know. Um, I could, then I came up with Bedrock Academy because I felt like, well, Bedrock, you know, it's about foundation. This is about the foundation, you know, all of this stuff, right? Like, so going on about it, could nothing really resonated with me. And so I don't know how I came up with Locked and Lawyer. Like I, I knew that I wanted something locked because uh, the lock was a signature element within my brand. And I felt like, you know, I'm locking things down and, you know, I kind of came up with that and I just kept going and it was like locked and loaded. And I was like, wait, no, not locked and loaded, locked and lawyered. And it's, it's amazing. It's one of the best things. It's one of the most genius ideas I've ever had because there's nothing else like it. Like when you hear it, you will forever think of me, of me. And that's, those are the best brands. And so I instantly, I actually trademarked it. I did an intent to use application with Locked and Lawyer because I knew how good it was. I didn't even want to launch it yet. And I still was, you know, doing what I do best, which is, you know, planning, perfecting and my perfection paralysis before I launched it. So I wanted to get that name. So I actually filed an intent to use application. And by the time we got through the process, this was in 2020. So this was when, you know, the major trademark boom was happening and things were taking a really long time. So by the time I got to publication, I had launched. I actually officially launched it over Black Friday and Cyber Monday of 2020. And so it has grown tremendously. We are now in our next phase. It actually remained closed for over a year. I've reopened it and we've got new branding. We've got a new program. We've got new members. We've got new team members. We've got all of this new stuff and I'm so excited about it. So over the next couple of weeks, you will begin to see the unveiling of the Locked and Lawyered firm and the new branding for Locked and Lawyered. And so if you are thinking about, you know, the future of your business and the future of your brand, I want you to really think about what is this business? What is this brand if you aren't in it? Okay, so just sit with that for a little bit. Start to think, get, a, you know, I'm, I am the queen of like brainstorming sheets and just jot down your notes and kind of think about that. How can this continue or exist if you weren't a part of it? Okay. Because that's truly how we build a sustainable business and we leave a legacy and we build generational wealth, which is my entire mission <laughs> and why I do the work that I do. It's truly my life's work. Okay. So thank you so much for listening. I will um, definitely begin to unveil some of the Locked and Lawyer brand and branding. If you have questions about any of this and you want to, um, you know, to, to work with me on figuring out, you know, your brand, your trademark, your trade name, any of that stuff, there is a link in the show notes for you to book a session with me. Okay. Thank you. And I will see you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to buildyourowntablepodcast.com to connect with me. I'm Nakia Gray. I'll see you next time.